Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever podcast, where we turn our personal traumas into lighthearted, relatable content. That we do. And I don't know why we're saying personal traumas when we're about to start an epi app, no spoiler, um, about Jack the Ripper. Did we experience that one, Maddie? Is that Some a personal of us trauma? have really high empathy levels, Fiona, and overactive <laughs> imagination. So in a way, I did experience Jack the Ripper. In a way, we kind of all experienced the gruesome murders of Jack the Ripper yeah. in the 1800s. So we're all here to relive that. If you feel like you lived a past life and were Jack the Ripper or were one of his victims, do let us know on social media. But before we get into the meat of today's episode... Ooh, meaty. Welcome to 2021 and welcome to season two. Willkommen. I don't know how to say season two in German. That's sad because you did live in Germany. I did live in Germany. Thank you for letting the people know that I'm cultured. A devastating failure on your behalf. Anyway, we're starting a new <laughs> season with a pep in our step and a noodle little number in my life. And that number is 28. That's right. It was my birthday on Saturday, guys. Happy birthday to Maddie. Thank you. But we recorded the majority of this episode while we were still together in person. Isn't that precious? Oh, beautiful. And Such I believe close proximity. I do really flesh out the whole birthday aspect in that. So you'll hear more about <laughs> it. But I'm feeling fun. And that honestly leads me into my win for this week. Oh, what's your win, Maddie? My win for this week is that I had a very nice, very normal feeling birthday, and I went to oh, a gallery. I love that for you. I yeah. really do. And if you're like, ugh, Maddie, you're so irresponsible. Like, no, I'm not. I literally did not go to this gallery for several months when it was open until I was like, it's actually safe. It's fine. Yeah. And you're in Melbourne. Everyone wears masks. Like, it's, it is fine. We have to. Yeah. Um, and our cases are like three. So yeah, we're until okay. that Sydney cluster came on over. Sorry about that. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so very much. <laughs> yeah, I had a very normal feeling birthday. Like wearing a mask at this point is just like, that is normal. Um, yeah. But I got to see some art. I got to see some actually very good art because I went to the NGV, if you're a local. Um, and I always thought there was just like shitty art there, um, by which I mean. What? Why? Well, I just assumed, because anytime I'd been there, it had been for like a specific exhibition, like the, the Jean-Paul Gaultier or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always just seen like random, like contemporary art, um, special like installations that were like tiny little statues of men or something. And I was like, I don't even fuck about that kind of art. As we've discussed in our smash hit episodes modern art and cursed modern art yes um, i thought it was all just that kind of crap and then like australiana which like i think we know i just don't care for australiana no offense but yeah they have heaps of like actual old stuff and i don't know what's part yeah. of the, the permanent collection and what's part of the triennial because the triennial's on at the moment it's like a less exciting version of the venice biennale if you guys are of the biennale <laughs> i'm pretty sure i've already explained it to you on this podcast so scooch you on have. back and figure it out <laughs> um god i'm so upset one of the paintings that i saw was this yeah. really beautiful one of like Piazza San Marco in Venice. And Oof. I just like, I was like, I haven't been there in three years. I want to fucking die. And then there was like a yeah. tiny little statue bust of like an angel face looking upset directly beneath it. And I was like, <laughs> fitting. Thank you. You knew I was coming. <laughs> but they had some really good mirror. stuff. They had like yeah. 
Um, it's a really good gallery. Monet, they had some Picasso. All of it I could have touched if I wanted to, which was surprising. That's the craziest thing to me. Whenever I'm at like galleries, I'm like, this is a priceless work of art, and I could just touch it. Like I'm never going to, obviously, but like, yeah. <gasps> crazy. Especially they had like some little potteries by Picasso. I'm like, this delicate pottery by Picasso is just on a wall. Yeah, I could whack that. I'm sure that it is secured and attached to an alarm but like and you would go to jail and have to pay a very hefty fine <laughs> well i do have one little mini one this isn't my real one we'll get to my mm-hmm. real one um cool. which is like there's this room in the ngv that has like uh-huh. floor to ceiling just walls crammed with paintings and like all mm-hmm. the kind of paintings i'd actually want to see like old paintings of ships which is absolutely my Love jam it. yeah and the installation they did in that room was a light show where there's music and lights that light up, like, do, like, different shapes across the room and light up, like, one painting at a time randomly. Yeah, in, um, when I went to the, like, National Gallery in New South Wales or whatever the one, the main New South Wales gallery, um, there was, like, this one room which had, like, all great old art shit. And then there was, like, two people doing a spoken word poem through videos in the middle of it. Ew. And I was like, I get that there's, like, a meaning behind this. But I don't want it. I want my silence. I want my, like, calm atmosphere. And I was going to stare at a painting. And I was just, like, slam poems going back and forth. And I was like, this is stressing me out. Yeah, they think it's, like, the edgy fusion of old and new. And I'm like, no, it's it's just shit. It just makes you look really pathetic. I just want old. I just want I just want the old. And I also just (laughs) want to be able to actually see the paintings and not be in a dark room with sparkle lights and you lighting up one picture of some sheep when I'm trying to look at some ships. Or if you must do this weird light show... A, do it in a room that doesn't have the majority of your paintings in it. (laughs) Do it in a room with, like, just a few. Or have it be an event, be like, every half hour we'll do this, and then you can look at the paintings and we'll do it again. It wasn't. It was continual. There was no point at which you could just see the paintings. (sighs) So that was annoying. Ugh. That was my win, I guess. <laughs> Let's go to it was just in a very real nice. positive mood today. My win is also art related, and it is oh, look at us go. the Ratatouille musical. <laughs> it was so. If you guys somehow don't know, it's the greatest thing to ever happen to the internet. Um, I think I mentioned in the past, but TikTok basically invented a Ratatouille musical. And there was one day when we were in Melbourne and I was just like feeling so down and blue, nothing. I was like doing everything I could think of to get me out of this little funk. I was like, you know, having a a fun, you know, like unhealthy meal. And then I was having like a vegetable. I was going for a walk. I was doing nothing. I was doing work. Nothing would work. And then I decided to just look through the Ratatouille musical hashtag and I just scrolled for like two hours. And I was like, this is the only thing that's brought me joy (laughs) all day. So yeah, so if you guys haven't seen, they got like a bunch of people who were like actual Broadway people and made a version of Ratatouille the Musical. So I watched it this week as it went live and it is incredible. Um, and it's still available. You can buy it to like watch anytime and it just costs like whatever you want to pay. Um, and all the proceeds go to the Actors Fund. So not spawn, just like, it's nice. Like, cause I would have paid wherever the money was going. You know, they're like, this is going to some really awful place. I'm like, you know what? I need that serotonin I'm going to get from the Ratatouille musical. But it was actually going to a good place. What's your hmm. wine? What is my wine? What isn't your wine? <laughs> red. Oh my God. A stagnant red. I don't like red wine. I'll tell you that. Neither do I. And I wish I did because it's such a vibe. It is a vibe, yeah. But I just don't. It's just reminds me of that time I drank too much red wine and oh, one sec, martini. Pause. Wait, wait. My phone is ringing. And I think Bradley. What I was gonna say is I threw up in my bed. 
Oh, well, that's not nice. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. My actual whine is the fact that July and August both have 31 days right next to each other, while February is just sitting there not even hitting 30 on a leap year. Yeah, that is actually pretty uncomfortable. It really pisses me off. Like, it really pisses me off. First of all, August has 30 days energy, and September has 31 days energy. Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, August is 30 days. Like, it's got the hardest 30 days energies ever. And I know, I completely agree with that. Why the fuck are they just like, mm, July, 31 days. What should we do next? Repeat the pattern? No. Let's chuck 31 again for August. What the <laughs> fuck? And then, like, I just don't understand it because February is there. There's, like, surplus space in February. And yet they're like, let's overload these 31-day months. Like, it is tricky because, like, December and October do have 31-day energy. Yeah. So I don't know what you do there. But there's just too many. It just shouldn't be 31 July, 31 August. Like, that seems tiring. It seems like you're pandering to August, who does not have the grandiosity. She doesn't need an extra day. To pull off 31. And then why the fuck do we have February? I understand why we have leap years. But why are we not leaping from 30 to 31? Why are we leaping from 28 to 29 when we've got this absolute clusterfuck in the middle of the year with 31 day August? That's valid. That's what also, I Also, how fun know. would it be if they just did a 32 day month? That'd be fun. No, just I'd hate that. I'd hate that. <laughs> no, that makes me feel sick to my stomach and I need you to take that bag. <sighs> I don't. I feel like it would be December. You're revolting. No, absolutely not. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's just... I feel like if you really sit with that suggestion, you'll understand that that was horrible what you've just I'm said. I'm just feeling chaotic today. I just want to I just want to mess it up. No. Well, anyway, that's my wine and I don't know what the fix is. I know what the fix is to get the days out of August. Just give one of them to fucking February. But I don't yeah. know what the fix is with October and December needing to be 31 day months. I'm not <laughs> sure. So I I can't tell you. Fair. Yeah. Um, so my wine is, oh, Maddie. So listeners at home may know that I quite like this brand and Maddie knows that I like this brand. Um, I don't want to get sued for slander. So it rhymes with Brorovsky. Jesus Christ. Um, and <laughs> essentially I found this out cause Riley and I were talking about like, Also, oh, it's so weird that you like this brand. Like, I think it's it, so fucking weird to me. I think it's because you worked there that one time. I and do. Got cheap stuff. But just the fact that you, like, it's just so bizarre to me. Like, never in my life have I been like, I want something from Borovsky. But like, you I don't like it any like, jewelry. Yeah, but also they just do weird crystal shit. Like, it's just, it's so, it just does not fit within the vision board of your life to me. It is really confusing. Okay, well, and it's anyway. something I've been needing to bring up for a while now. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I'm just so really upset about August. And about the fact that you think there should be a 32-day month. That makes me feel so fucking sick. Like, imagine the fucking admin of being like, there's 32 days. It oh makes God. me feel ill. It makes me feel <laughs> ill, Vienna. Oh, and two days after my birthday, oh my you're God. saying this to me. Disgusting. Anyway, um, so... I was talking, uh, you know, rather than I was just having a casual chat about capitalism in general. Um, oh, to be invited to that dinner table. <laughs> and I was saying how when I worked at Borovsky, 
I thought they did a really good job of like treating the employees fairly because like we got paid above minimum wage we got paid for like really extensive training days um and like just like there was a whole bunch of different like perks and rewards and stuff if you were like a proper employee there um and so then Riley you know being Riley was like no no business ever is ethical I refuse to believe and so we were just looking for some you know CEO net worths um what I did come across is that because I was like oh wow the CEO actually only has a net worth of like 1.3 billion which is like a shit ton of money but for like a company that's been around for over a century you'd expect more um but they were like really involved in with Nazis oh like, as but in, like, so was Hugo Boss, so was Volkswagen, both very accepted brands. I don't, I don't think that makes it good, Maddie. I don't it think doesn't it should make be it normalized. good, but I'm saying <laughs> Let's that like normalize being pro, as in like, well, is like this in, in the 40s or is this now? In the, in the 40s. Well, there you go. What I brand don't, was I don't not? I don't think it's a thing. It's not like a, oh, who wasn't a Nazi in the 40s? I don't think it's that kind of energy. <laughs> they had like six members of the family were like, direct supporters like in the party it is yeah it's not good my you know personal what? opinion looking at what they did they really were very early to jump on that bandwagon and very vocal about it yes wow they were huge they were really into it this is what i'm saying mm. and i would say that's bad <laughs> i'm gonna agree with you Thanks, Maddie. Thank you for finally getting on board with Nazis are bad. I think I've been on board with that, Fiona. Please, <laughs> I'm just trying to merely say to guys, to everyone, you wouldn't, you'd be so surprised how many companies that are still around have Nazi ties. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a positive thing. I'm saying it, it'll blow your mind. Oh my god. Anyway, so that is my wine. Is that like there's a brand that I quite liked, and then I'm like, oh wow, those were some strong Nazi ties. They literally said grateful loyalty greetings to Hitler on his 49th birthday. Yes, no, it's like really bad. And somehow that didn't come up during my two day training session to become an employee at that point. So, hmm. speaking of murder, um, let's and just us crack on. Making light of situations that really ought to be treated with reverence. Uh, <laughs> Since it is my birthday week, I've chosen the topic for today's episode, and as you may have guessed somehow, it is Jacques the Ripper. Jacques le Ripper. And without further ado, we are going to pass you on back to our past selves, who are going to take you on a beautiful journey through history. In three, two, that's a rip. That was horrible. (laughs) Wow, what a great win and wine from both of us. <laughs> We're coming to you today from a, a dark alleyway. It's pretty grimy, some would say. There's a big hubbub commotion happening a, a few feet away, but no one can see us standing in the shadows. We're watching. We're waiting. We're enjoying the fruits of our labor. Are we the killer here? Yes, we are. Oh, anyway, spicy twist. Happy New Year, guys. Um, we are Jack the Ripper. <laughs> more importantly, happy my birthday. Happy ma- happy birthday, Maddie. Thank this you. By exciting. the time you're like hearing the- this, mm-hmm. you've missed it. My birthday was January 2nd. But I am happy to accept well wishes any day of the year. Mm-hmm. So get drawing your fan art. Given that it is such a special week, we have got a bumper episode to start off the year and it is something very near and dear to my little heart jack the ripper Mm -hmm. 
Aren't we excited? I'm very excited. So mostly because I have solved I've solved the mystery. So we've both solved the mystery. Yeah. And I honestly have done like some really good detective work that you'll we'll get into later. <laughs> so uh, an obvious massive trigger warning for this entire episode uh, we are literally discussing jack the ripper so it's about murders it's about ripping apart the people who were murdered um and we're gonna have to describe that yeah it's so if you don't want to hear about intestines being where they shouldn't be i'm not gonna go into like crazy detail but i'm gonna tell it's you going what happened. to be yeah but you know what you're getting into that's your trigger warning you're welcome yeah Jack the Ripper as a topic is mm-hmm. expansive. And I know this because I every single time that I tweet about Jack the Ripper, which is quite frequently, some random fucking white dude replies to me with a link to his own podcast about Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, I oh. did not ask. I did not ask. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking analysis of the suspects. I do not care. Um, so we are not going to be talking about any of the official suspects today because no. there are so many. And you can make a convincing case for pretty much any of them. Yeah. Uh, which we will be proving later in the episode when we introduce to you our brand new suspects. Who have never, ever before this episode been linked to Jack the Ripper. And we don't know who each other have chosen, but I have a weird feeling that both of us may have cracked the case. The structure of this episode, it's going to be our classic ranking system, mm-hmm. um, but we'll try not to be you know, too offensive as these were real human beings that did die, but it is... It's Jack the Ripper, guys. Yeah. We're not going to be... We can't be that sensitive. It's Jack the Ripper. Okay? It's Jack the Ripper. So we're going to be discussing the five canonical murders. Mm-hmm. There are many other murders that are thought by some people to be committed by Jack the Ripper, but I personally... There may be some before these five that I can yeah. question, but I truly believe the fifth was his final kill. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the canonical five. And also, we don't have all night. We have a games night to do after this. We like, sure do. First of all, mm-hmm. Fiona... Yes. What do you know about Jack the Ripper? I know that he was a murderer in London in 1888. That's right. I, but I could have told you anything from the 1500s to the 19th, 1900s until today. Um, 1888 in London uh, killed five women for sure. And there's like seven or so other ones that it's like, mm, maybe. Uh, and he liked to do a stabby stab. He pulled things out. He gouged eyes. He really liked the throat. He went for the, the, throat, yeah. the throat slit. Um, and he always went for sex workers, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we're a pro, we're a sex work positive podcast. Of so course. how dare you? Oh, and also that we don't know who he is. That's like a big part oh, of well, it. Oh, yes, we yeah. don't know who he is. Yeah. yeah. If we did, honestly, <laughs> much less interesting. But as Fiona has touched on, it is widely accepted that the five victims were sex workers. But there is some speculation. Some of them people are like, this one wasn't, this one wasn't. Yeah. But the backstories we've found for what they were doing. Mostly from Wikipedia. And just like <laughs> random <laughs> yearly sources. It, it does seem like they were, but they may not have been. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're coming at this from um, an entertainment perspective, not an educational perspective. Yeah, but sorry. trust us, you will learn a thing or two, especially when I crack the case and tell you all who Jack the Ripper was. Wonderful. So before Fiona solves this hundred and fucking fifty year old mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to the very beginning. The year is eighteen eighty eight. The setting East London. Now yeah. we both have some experience with East London. Oh boy, do we! And I'll tell you, it was not a good time in the eighteen eighties. People, and honestly, it wasn't a great time when we were there either. No, it wasn't. But Although some like, could say a little better. Yes, because we were not having to sleep slumped up, held up by a rope with no. like fourteen other people. 
That's true. Yes. But so, we did have to sleep in a five-bedroom house. It's pretty far we had out. We the whole bottom floor to ourselves. We did. That yes. was great. Okay. So <laughs> we... Basically the same. <laughs> basically the same. But the living conditions in East London at this time, specifically Whitechapel, are very relevant to these murders because several of the victims were out trying to make money to pay for their room for the night. Yep. So most people, if you were lucky enough to have a house, there'd be like seven people to a room. Otherwise, you'd pay night to night for a room in a lodging house. Some people, even as I said, would pay to sleep slumped over, held up by a, a rope. That's with like so crazy. Of other people. Yeah. So conditions not great. Um, <laughs> life expectancy generally not wonderful. Even less so for these five. Um, <laughs> Good one, Maddie. Thank you so much. But there's a little bit of mystique. In terrible conditions, you know? Yeah. And especially since it was so long ago, no one vlogged this. One of my favorite things when I was reading, um, reading up about it a little bit is one of the, like, one of the people who died, there were eyewitnesses who heard someone scream, murder, but they just didn't think anything of it because those noises were quite common during those times. That is something that I am going to mention, yeah. yeah. But that really, it is an East London mood. Our tale begins on August 31st, mm-hmm. 1888. Mm-hmm. With the murder of Marianne Polly Nichols. <sighs> That's um, her dying scream. I'm going to do all of them. I've decided just then. Great. Wonderful. Uh, 43 years old, Marianne Nichols was separated from her husband eight years prior to her death, and he kept custody of their kids. So she was then living on her own, but her husband was still sending her money because legally he had to. Mm-hmm. However, um, she, she'd been working as a sex worker and he was like, well, then that means that I don't have to pay you support anymore. And the courts agreed with him. So she was in a really tough spot after that. Mm-hmm. And in this time, she developed a severe drinking problem and spent most of the money she managed to earn through sex work on alcohol and ended up moving between different common lodging houses around mm-hmm. the area. So on the night of her murder... She was seen just after 2 a.m. by one of the people who worked at her lodging house who asked her for the 4D required for her bed that night. Side note, I googled what currency 4D is. Yeah, I had to look it up. Um, Apparently 4D is a groat, which is four pennies, so a quarter of a shilling. That means nothing to me, but either way, she didn't have it. She didn't have the money. But it was very little money. Yeah, it was. It was just a groat. Mm -hmm. One groat, please. Mm. And so she she told the woman, I don't have the money. I found some information for groat currency. Would that help? No. Anyway, she was ordered to leave the premises because she didn't have the money. Oopsie. But she was unconcerned and she motioned to her new black velvet bonnet, replying, I'll soon get my DOS money. See what a jolly bonnet I've got now. And one says you, right? <laughs> and she then left the lodging house with a likely intention of earning the money to pay for a bed via sex work. Yes. So in her jolly bonnet. She was last seen in the street around 2.30 a.m., noticeably drunk. So in that, what, half hour, she, was, yeah. she went and just got absolutely blasted. A passerby tried to convince her to go home, but she replied, I have had my lodging money three times today, and I have spent it. She seemed confident she'd be able to earn what she needed for the night, though. Hmm. Her body was found at 3.40 a.m. on Bucks Row in Whitechapel. And this is a side note. One of the times I will mention a suspect. Her body was found by Charles Cross, who is one of my favorite real suspects, if you do want to look into it. Um, weirdly, there wasn't much blood on her chest or the front of her clothing because of how it pulled. So at first, mm-hmm. the people who found her, because it was Charles Cross and then someone else came along really soon after. Yeah. They just thought she was drunk. They just thought she was passed yeah. out. 
But eventually, they realized, mm, okay, she, she, if she's she, not moving. Something's she's a bit weird here. Not breathing. Yeah. So they went and found a policeman. And Charles Cross informed the constable of their discovery, saying, She looks to me to be either dead or drunk, but for my part, I believe she's dead. And then both of those men who just found this murdered woman continued on their way to work. Which is just wonderful. Hmm. So, back to the body. London, am I right, guys? (laughs) Legitimately, yes. Um, Back to the body, it was not in a great state. Mm -hmm. So, keep in mind, this is the first of the river victims. Yep. So it's nothing wild. He's just getting started, guys. Just get, what's wrong with the warm-up? Mm-hmm. But as opposed to just like a normal person lying on the street. Yeah. Uh, a, a little bit. A little bit of something going on. So mm-hmm. she was found lying on her back and had been cut apart with, quote, some rough anatomical knowledge, according to the coroner. She was on her back with her hands open, her legs straight, her skirt raised just above her knees, and her left hand touching the gate of the stable entrance. Ooh. Her throat was severely cut. Her eyes wide open and glassy, which again, I really think that if her eyes were wide open, you wouldn't be like, you're uh, like, she's probably she's not asleep. just drunk. She's, she's dead. Also, she's, if your throat is slit, I'd be like, maybe. I think they didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. This is one of the ones where it's like, you might probably should have seen it, but just like the weird way that the blood pulled meant that like they couldn't see it at first. Okay. And it was probably very dark because like 1800s. Yeah. Um, blood had oozed from her throat wounds. Death would have been almost instantaneous, which is, that's at least something. Yeah. Um, Her face and upper arms were still warm, but her hands were cold. Which is not surprising given the warm gloves. Yeah, the extremity. That would have helped her. Just put some gloves on. Put some gloves on, huh? Can't get ripped if you're wearing gloves. Remember when I used to think about my ex-boyfriend, I would get like, all my extremities would go ice cold. It's kind of like that. Honestly, guys, trust Maddie to turn literally (laughs) any topic into a reason for her to discuss one of her exes. That's right. It's my (laughs) Jack the Ripper. So it's unsurprising that her hands were cold given she had been slashed quite a lot. Um, (laughs) Particularly around her neck and abdomen. So her throat cut was the big one. Mm -hmm. The abdomen was slashed in several places, causing some of the inny bits to peek out in places. Mm -hmm. Another jagged wound near her pelvis. Lots of bruising and general injuries. And then two stabs to the vagina. Yep. I couldn't find a better way to phrase that. So just two stabs to the vagina. Yes. Um, that being said, the fact that she still had some warmth in her indicates Pretty to recent. me as an expert. Yes. Probably hasn't been very long. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, no one had reported hearing or seeing anything suspicious in the area around the time of her death. Which is going to be a running theme. Yeah. And it seems like there were quite a few people like scuttling around in the middle of the night in East London at this time. Yeah. So it's not like they just weren't people. It's 1888. Yeah. There just weren't sounds, which is very interesting. So that is the very first Ripper murder. Number one. Now, our criteria for rating these are, well, fourfold and then two discussion questions. Okay. We've got finesse. Yes. Gruesomeness. Yep. Location, location, location. Uh Uh-huh. And then would he be proud of it? And was it for sure Jack? Okay. So the finesse of this one, out of 10, like it- I think it's pretty finesse. He got quite away with it. You know what? No one saw anything happening. Gruesome. He's going to lose some points. And that's why it was so finesse. But, but he didn't. He didn't do much. But like he got the job done and yeah. managed to make it not look like she'd been murdered. Yeah. So I think a, I would say a nine for finesse. I'm gonna put it at an eight just because it didn't seem like it was much of a challenging one. But that's where the gruesome comes in. He's gonna lose points for gruesome no, on this one. No, I mean one. like it would have been more cha- Like there are more challenging True. locations. Mm-hmm. 
So, but this one, it didn't seem like there were that many people around. Okay, all right, we'll give him an eight. We'll give him an eight because he really did, you know, it was. He got away with it very solidly, especially for what could well have been his first. Yes. So gruesomeness. Hmm. Like, okay, we're talking Jack the Ripper scale. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone, if I came across that body right now, like, I would say sorry. that is a 10. Yeah. But he gets pretty nasty. Mm. So I'm going to give it just like three, because I feel like giving two to Jack mm. the Ripper is a little, mm. but like. I'd give this one maybe a, maybe a four or a five just because there were some of the intestines poking out. Mm. And I think that's what I, that's what I always overlook. Yeah. Okay. So you clearly had done enough for there to be some some stuff poking out, which this is pretty is gruesome. Yeah. All right. He can have a four. Yeah. I, I feel. I do feel. Let's like give three. him. Give him a four for that. Okay. Three point um, five. No. Okay. I would say four point five, but just four. Okay. So the immediate impact. I mean, not that. Oofed, because it's it's the first one. Who really cares? Just one woman dead. Intestines a bit crazy, but like. Mm. Yeah. This was not like a. A remarkable event. There yeah. were lots of women being murdered in the streets of East London at this time. Yeah. So the impact was probably just like a little higher than like your average. Yeah, because like, he did have the intestines out, but I just feel like that's still kind of like a two. Like people literally passed it and were like, eh, she might just be drunk. Yeah. So the initial, I would say, yeah, probably a two. Yeah. Because it was noted, I guess, but yeah, it was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Now, which location. makes me very glad to not be in London in 1888. Or now, honestly. <laughs> but so location. Location, location, location. Bucks Road. Yeah, she was just discovered in front of the, the gated entrance to a stable. I think Bucks it's Road. kind of cool how he laid the hand on, on the, the gate. gate. So I think that adds a bit to the location because he's kind of mm-hmm. being like, hello, here it is. And it is sort of one of the things about Jack the Ripper that is a little bit like, ooh, is that he truly does. He's just fine leaving them in absolutely plain sight. Yeah. Um, and the stable adds a little bit of pizzazz to it. It does. So, like, maybe just an even five. Yeah, even because five. Because it's neither here nor there. Truly. Would he be proud of it? You know, I, you're, you're giving... Okay, just for the for the listeners, Maddie's giving up. Mm, I don't think he would be proud of her face. If this is his first, his first one, and got the intestines all the way out, and no one figured out it was him. Yeah, he got away I with it. I think he's very proud of this. Yes, he would be. This yeah. first one, he's he's happy with that. Yeah. Um, like a nine? Oh, it's just a yes or no. Oh, but okay, let's, yes. Let's do, okay, no, 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 that's fine. Okay. I, th- I think he's definitely proud of this one. Um, uh, You know what? Let's do the ranking system, because I think we can add that in. Okay. So, I think he'd be... I think he'd be... I think, I think he'd nine. be a very firm eight. You're forgetting, like, it's it's your first kill thrill. That's true. I do kind of assume, like, like think about your first love. Others, think but... about first love, that impact. It's your first kill. I imagine they're kind of similar. Like the drawing, first kill that we saw. Remember mm, that? Yeah. Remember that. Anyway. Can't forget it. <laughs> um, and then, was it for sure Jack? I think, I think so. Yes. Yeah. 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 When you examine them all as an oeuvre. As a piece. It does seem like this was the yes. first one. And it was for sure Jack. So, that's murder number one, Marianne Nichols. Looping back to the initial impact, the day after this body was found, mm-hmm. September 1st, the official interview started. Do you remember? Oh, 21st. Fuck. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, and there wasn't even a murder on the 21st. So we will not have an opportunity was to Was there one that. on my birthday? No. Oh. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Jack. Yes. On the 1st, the official interview started, and a suspect known as Leather Apron, who is very common in Ripper lore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his real name was John Pizer, mm-hmm. is first mentioned, like, right off the bat Ooh. to the police. Because he's known by local sex workers for trying to extort money from them by pulling out a knife and threatening to, quote, rip them apart 
unless they handed <laughs> over what cash they had made in the course of their nighttime activities. Oh, that's... Yeah. It's also just a bit mean, even if you're not the Ripper. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing that. It's not nice. No, but it seems like it's probably one you know, who was happening in East London at the time. Yeah. Um, I've written here, it sounds promising because he used the word rip. He but did. he was arrested a few days later and cleared after providing alibis for the last, for the two most recent murders. Yeah. Um, his arrest ties in with a theme of anti-Semitism connected to the case, which is interesting to look into, Ooh. but that we do not have the time or capacity to cover in mm-hmm. ours. And I don't think tonally it would be appropriate for what we're going to do here. Yeah. Um, but John Pizer is a suspect that many people still think did it, despite him having alibis. Mm-hmm. So that was September 1st. One week later, on September 8th, we have our second murder. Dun, this time, dun, dun. 47-year-old Annie Chapman. <gasps> so like Polly Nichols, she was also divorced from her husband because of her drunk and immoral ways, and he retained custody of their children. She had struggled with alcohol addiction since a very young age, and both she and her husband fell into it quite deeply after one of their three children died. Her husband then died two years after the divorce, which I think was like maybe six years before she died. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously meant that she no longer was receiving support payments. Um, and following this, follow the death of the husband, this is just a fun fact. Oh, fun. Um, their 13-year-old daughter is believed to have either subsequently been placed in a French institution or to have joined a performing troupe which travelled with a circus in France. Huh. Yeah. Worth noting, though, that by three years after the Ripper murders, um, their two surviving children were recorded as living with the grandparents. So who knows? But... Summary is very similar story to the last one. Husband's out of the picture, not getting any money, severe alcohol problem, finds herself in East London. The night of her death, she was staying at a lodging house and headed out to earn her money for that night's stay by way of sex work. So just like Polly again. Yep. Um, Before she left, she asked the owner to keep the bed saved for her and said she'll have the money after a visit to a client. Um, I found another account of this that said she went out just after midnight with with just like a bunch of pills saying she was going to visit her sister. Um, Then she came back around 1.35am with a baked potato, which she ate before again leaving the premises with a likely intention of earning money to pay for a bed. So she was last seen alive several hours after that at 5.30am talking to a man. Now, here's my thing. 5.30am in like early September in London. It's getting light. It's starting to get light. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very ballsy for a second attempt. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe he's feeling maybe that high. Maybe it's not attempt, but... Maybe he's feeling that high from his first one where it went so well. He's like, yeah. fuck, I don't need to do it middle of the night. That's true. And this is only like just over a week later. Um, so she was last seen alive at 5.30 a.m. talking to a man. Uh, the witness described this man as being over 40 years old, slightly taller than Chapman, with dark hair and a foreign, quote, shabby genteel appearance. He was wearing a Sounds long... <laughs> yeah. Is he single? Or... I think so. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I have a feeling that whoever did this probably has, you know, a traumatic parting with some sort of woman, whether it be a mother or a lover. Who knows? <laughs> um, he was wearing a brown, low-crowned felt hat and possibly a dark coat. According to Long, the man had asked Chapman the question, will you? To which Chapman replied, yes. So that really could mean anything. Could be anything. But if you're a bunch of dudes in the 1800s, you're like, okay, we know what she's up to. Mm -hmm. But it could have been anything. Um, A mere half hour later, Mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. Again, it would have been like light. Yeah. 
Maybe yeah. not like bright, but like you'd have been able to see the, even back the in the day. The sun is peeking on over. Mm. Um, at 6 a.m., her body was found in the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street by an elderly resident. And she was found only a few feet from where she'd last been seen half an hour earlier. So the last sighting of her was outside the, the gate of this premises. Yeah. And her body was found just inside it. Yeah. As Fiona said earlier, someone claims to have heard a woman shouting no, no around 5.15 a.m. <laughs> but, oh no, this is too... Everyone, everyone heard women yelling and didn't do anything. This is yeah. a different one. This is a different one. This is a different shouting. There's than so like many. East London teens, am I right? <laughs> um, so in, in this case, someone heard her. Or heard, heard a woman shouting, no, no, around 5.15 a.m. But the woman who saw her alive at 5.30 was, like, certain that it was her and that it was 5.30. Yeah. Because she heard, like, some bells chiming or something. Uh-huh. So we, we don't know. We don't know what the scream was. Whatever. Either way, she seemed kind of okay by 5.30. Yeah. Her body was lying on the ground near the doorway to the backyard with her head six inches from the steps to the property. So again, ballsy. Yeah. Because these are lodging houses. You never know who's going to come in or out. Yeah, and they're all very pat. Yeah. She was lying on her back with her legs bent at the knees and her feet flat on the ground. And in this case, the injuries were more gruesome than the first one. Yep. Which makes a lot of sense. Um, he's, get, he's getting the hang of it, you know? In what becomes somewhat of a hallmark, she was found with her intestines still connected, but largely placed upon her shoulder. Ooh, which so is high. a very weird one to me. I'm like, why the shoulder? It just feels like they'd plop off. I just wonder if it's like, he's just kind of experimenting, like when I'm in Canva and I'm mm-hmm. just trying to like make a new design. I just don't really know what I'm doing the first few rounds. And I guess once you put them down once, you can't move it because you've already like, there's probably a lot of blood yeah you just yeah i think he just kind of did it and it wasn't his best but you got to get out of there at some point so it's yeah. just like no point you know don't be a perfectionist <laughs> done is better than perfect so i guess he wasn't a capricorn no no so that's one thing to factor into our suspects um <laughs> lots of different bits of flesh and whatnot were detached mm-hmm. um, and put where they shouldn't be so like i, I obviously i'm not going to go into like this bit was cut off yeah. because like we'd be here all day especially when we get to the last murder um, but yeah, lots of just different bits of flesh were detached and just like put to different places. Yeah. Um, and the blood in this case was obviously more prominent than the first one. Which one uh, was this one, by the way? This is number two. This is Annie Chapman. Called Spanger. Who's the one who everyone on Wikipedia was like, she was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't great, but you know what? Rough, rough life. Bitches be bitches. Who are we to judge? Now back to ranking. Her throat was deeply cut using several different wounds. And the rigor mortis was starting to set in and her body was cold, but heat remained under where the organs were. So uh-huh. that's nice. That's interesting though, because like that's pretty fast considering she'd been seen half an hour earlier and then they found her body. Might just be one of those cold snap, chilly day. Yeah, and I guess if your body's literally like cut open and everything's taken out. Yeah, I think out, all the heat can come out pretty quickly yeah, then. It's like opening a door. Yeah, mm-hmm. or just when you like have a um, toasty and you like open it for a little bit so, so that he can get out so you can out. eat it. Yeah, yeah, just like that. It's exactly like that. Uh, <laughs> many things were out of place anatomically, but the things that were actually fully missing from the scene were her womb, upper part of vagina, which I don't know. I don't even know what that really means. Is it fupa? Is that what the? I mean, I assume it meant like the actual like the the organ, mm. like maybe it was just attached to the wound. Yeah. I don't know. Jack the River was a fupa advocate. Can't believe it. Great. <laughs> uh, greater part of bladder, and as Fiona said, part of the belly wall that included the navel. Oh. So he likes a belly button. Yeah. That's interesting. Now at this point, you're in you're in London. There's murders everywhere. Yeah. 
Are you going to connect these two immediately, do you think? I think... If you have the same, like, police station people mm-hmm. on it... At this point, they do. It's yeah, the same force. I feel like a week apart and the bits coming out mm-hmm. and the throat being slashed, yeah. I'd be like, guys, a bit fishy. Like, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, I'm not essential. Like, I don't want to, like, commit, but, like, I'm pretty sure about this. Yeah. That's Correct. my yeah. impersonation of a policeman during that time. That was her um, impression of Dr. Phillips, who had something to do with the police. I'm pretty sure that could be connected, bruv. That's right. Um, so he <laughs> a did live recording. establish <laughs> the connection between the two murders. Nice. So, as Fiona said correctly, Nichols had also suffered two deep slash wounds to the throat, inflicted mm-hmm. from the left to the right of her neck, Ooh. before her murder had mutilated her abdomen. And a blade of similar size and design had been used in both murders. Um, and also, in both cases, the throat was slit first, so she was dead before the mutilation happened, which yep. does minimize blood. However, at this crime scene, there was blood observed. So there were six areas of blood spattering upon the wall of the house mm-hmm. between the steps and wooden palings dividing the two houses. Okay, so it's a bit more of a gruesome scene than the last time. Yeah. But it still wasn't like, whoa. It wasn't... It wasn't the big boys. Yeah. We're not in the big leagues yet. So, ranking this one. Yes. Finesse for this one. I think he still... He got in and out. I he got and, in and out, yeah. And he was... He was bolder this time. It is a big step up in terms of activity. Yes. From last time. I think we give him a nine. Okay. You know what? Sure. Yes. Because... And also, like, he didn't even get close to being caught. Like... He got Although in, someone got did in. hear no no. Yeah, but no one did anything because that clearly and, was no, happening. Oh, actually, no, and someone did see potentially him talking to her. Mm. If that was him. Maybe we just go down to eight because we've got a few things that have been caught out with. I think anytime that there is a sighting of a man, yeah. then, then it, it goes it, down. Yeah, because it could have been him. Yeah. yeah. Um, gruesomeness of this one, where we're taking a big jump from the last one. Yeah. Because she was like opened. The, it's the intestines on the shoulder for me. Yeah. And also the idea of cutting out a bit of belly button. Yeah. And I don't even understand how you would get vagina and part of the bladder. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't even get that. So I'm going to give it a 7.5, an 8. I just know what's to come. I don't want to hang out big boys yet. I think we can give it an 8. It's got intestines on the shoulder. Yeah, and the vagina missing. And there's, yeah. Okay. Let's give it an 8. Let's give it an 8. Immediate impact... I think we're getting a bit high here mm-hmm. because, as we said before, coming on Maddie, can you insert the live recording again? Yeah. I think that these ones are connected in it, bruv. Exactly. Thank you, Dr. Phillips. Yeah. Um, so, and also more gruesome. Yeah, more so gruesome. So people will be taking notice of this. Yeah. And they're also like asking for witnesses, like, did anyone see this? So mm-hmm. I feel like there's more impact going on. So I would say impact. Yeah. And by this time, like, they've already been interviewing people about the first murder. Yeah. So like, there's a buzz there's, in the community. Yeah. I reckon an eight for impact. Okay. Because like, I know it's going to go down again, because ones that are more gruesome could be lower on the impact. I it's actually, just, I would not give this an eight But no, it's because yet. we're connecting them, because we're starting to be like, ooh, ooh, cereal. That's why I think it's okay. more of an impact. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So another like thing to consider with impact is that a bunch of just like locals set up something called the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee. Okay. After this murder. Okay, yeah. So I'm so confident in my eight. Yeah. I'm confident in the eight there. Yeah. It was set up um, by a local man named George Lusk, who we will hear about later on. Ooh. Yeah. But that is a quite a good impact. You've done two yeah. killings and they've set up a whole And you've got a little group. Yeah. You've got a little 
a tribute group. That's fair. Location, location, location. This is it. It's which way do we go with it? Because it's like, wow, like he really just like went inside that building. And I think it. yeah. I think we give this one a good. A good 6.5 for location. Yeah, it's more interesting than the last one. Yeah, but it's not like anything kooky crazy. And it's not like, whoa. Like, yeah, because there's a million one of these houses. So yeah. it's like, you didn't have to go far to find one of them. Yeah. But it is like creepy that it's like, yeah, it's, like, it's just so close. she moved like a couple feet and then there's a body. Yeah. Would he be proud of this one, do you think? I think... I think less than the last one, but still yes. So it would yeah. be a nine. It'd be like... Seven. I think it'd be like yeah, seven because he's like I've done more. He's but done like, a bit more, but it's not, not enough. It's, it's not, not a lot thing. more. Yeah. So seven. Um, and especially if he found out that he'd been seen, then yeah, maybe honestly maybe six from that because we've got to. No, s- I think still seven. Okay, because okay. He's gone up so many steps in terms of mutilation. Yeah, he yeah. has. Um, and was it for sure? And Jack? he's got he's got a treat. It's where he's got a little bladder for himself and a past tree. He's, he's got, got trophies. Some, time. Yeah. Okay. I still yeah. think seven, but yeah, I think it's seven, but. And I do think, yes, this one was the same person. Oh, yeah. Now, here's where we get to one of my favorite elements of this entire case. Mm -hmm. And it is the letters. Obviously, so, like, so many letters came in claiming to be from the murderer. Um, And most of them were, like, clearly hoaxes. And even the ones that now people still talk about, a lot of people don't think they were real. I'm going to be approaching this from just the most fun possible angle, which is where, like, I'm going to just... These are real, okay? These are real. And that makes it so much funnier. Mm -hmm. So, on September 27th... Three days after Fiona's birthday. mm -hmm, A message now known as the Dear Boss Letter arrives at the Central News Agency. The Dear Boss Letter was written in red ink, was two pages long, and contained several spelling and punctuation errors. (laughs) So, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people back in the early days, like, the literacy rates weren't fabulous. Yeah. But my favorite thing in the entire world is people just like saying things a bit weird. Yeah, like if someone pronounces something wrong in a very obtuse way, Maddie's like, pink comedy? Yeah. <laughs> so the specific way that the misspellings have happened in this letter skyrockets it into like one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons why Her these and- letters, <laughs> this podcast, Honestly, it's going to be like 50% the letters because the, the image, the picture these paint of Jack the Ripper is mm-hmm. just fucking magical. Okay. So, the overall motivation of the author was evidently to mock investi- investigative efforts and to allude to future murders. The letter itself reads, Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. <laughs> so he like fully saved some blood, and I was he's like, like oh. but he didn't have to confess that. He's yeah. like, look, full disclosure, I did save a bottle of the blood, but it got all congealed. Yeah. And so her the fact fully... that he didn't know about like coagulation really makes me think this is not a surgeon. 
Yeah, true. It's just a guy true. who's having a good time. And again, we will be approaching these letters as though they definitely were written by Jack the Ripper. Yeah. I will not hear anything otherwise. I don't care. <laughs> the next job I do, I shall clip the latest ears off and send to the police officers just for jolly wouldn't you. <laughs> Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. <gasps> Don't mind me giving the trade name. <laughs> P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. <laughs> no luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. I feel like he's sending like the, like when you send one message and then you send like a bunch of ones afterwards. Yeah. But it's like in ye olde times. Yeah. Like and he's from a serial really killer. And just like... Haha, hey guys, just checking in. Just checking in. Oh, couldn't get the ink off my hands. Anyway, I'm gonna kill someone else and take her ear off. And you may have guessed this is the first known usage of the name Jack the Ripper. Hmm. So this is where we think it came from. And that is one of the reasons why people think it was journalists, because they're like, let's let's stir up some shit. You're like, let's give it a name. Realistically, there was not a lot going on in 1888. So bored Victorians looking to get in on some Ripper antics would not have been in short supply. Um, and as I said, there were a lot of hoaxes. But the letters we will be examining have been convincing enough yeah. to like many experts to stand the test of time. So let's <laughs> allow ourselves just the permission to dream. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that letter? I think that's just great. I just, I, I enjoy it. I don't have much to add apart from jolly wouldn't you is a fantastic phrase and I love it. Yeah. It is, I think that the letters are what makes this like just a bit fun. It's a bit of a game. Because without the letters, it's like, oh, it's interesting. But with letters, it's like, oh, he, he's a bit of a larrikin. Yeah. Character. Mm-hmm. That letter was received on September 27th. Three days after my birthday. That's right. Now on September 30th. Mm-hmm. Six, six days, days after, after my birthday. birthday. Yep. We have what is known as the double event. <gasps> mm-hmm. So the first victim yes. of the double event was Elizabeth Stride, aged 44. She came to London from Sweden and married a man who she separated from in 1877 after 12 years of marriage, but they seemed to get back together on and off after this. Yeah. Um, the husband died of tuberculosis in 1884. It did be like that. Yeah, it really did. Consumption, as I've said, the common cold of the Victorian era. Yes. Um, but Elizabeth Stride is known to have informed several individuals that her husband and two of her nine children had actually drowned in the 1878 sinking of the Princess Alice on the Thames River. Yeah. Yeah. And she was on it as well. And she survived because she climbed up the mast. But as she had done so, she had been kicked in the mouth by another survivor of the sinking. And this injury to her palate had caused a permanent stutter. I understand that, like, the things were different back then. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm open to that, you know, theory. Yeah. But the Thames just isn't that wide. that's what I'm thinking. Like, if there was a ship drowning, I'm like, just... Like, I understand that when ships sink, sometimes there's, like, that thing where, like, it suctions things down with Yeah. But this doesn't seem like that sort of thing. I just don't know how to how to. I just feel like maybe they just couldn't swim. But even, like... I feel like the Thames does get quite deep at points. And we also don't know where in the Thames this was. This is true. It may not have been, like, at St. Paul's. Yeah, I am imagining it, like, just kind of next to London Bridge. But again, the fact Um, that there were, like, a huge amount of deaths, apparently. Yeah. Why couldn't someone just chuck a rope out? Yes, I Grab a rope, just hold onto the rope you can hold, and then we pull you in. Yeah, but she does seem like a bit of a liar. (gasps) Her husband died of tuberculosis in a hospital. 
That's and then she's saying he died on this ship. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, I thought they were two different ones. No. I'm not she really just lied. Good. Anyway. Um, so at the time of her death, she was with another on-off boyfriend, and she'd usually stay either with him or at common lodgings. Yeah. So, unlike most of the other victims, it's thought that she began working um, as a sex worker quite early in life, and at the time of her death was still doing so alongside cleaning rooms at her lodging house and receiving financial support from the Church of Sweden in London for God knows what reason. I mean, why not? If you're a Swedish person in London, they're like, hey, we'll give you free cash. Yeah. I'll take it. There was something... I'm a believer. In a documentary that I saw that made me think, like, she... They thought she was in some sort of trouble that she wasn't, and they were giving her money, and she Fair. wasn't actually getting it. But either way... Good, yeah, scam the church. Love that for you, queen. But not scam Sweden. I love Sweden. Yeah, but Church of Sweden, you know? That's it's like a bit, bit of each. Yeah. Anyway, they're not being taxed on it regardless. So. True. Um... That being said, on the night she died, despite clearly she had money because she had the Sweden church yeah. and sex work and she, she was had cleaning houses. She had more than the others, I'd say, yeah. apart from one coming up. So on the night she died, various eyewitnesses placed her with multiple different men, though yeah. it isn't known for sure whether these were clients or just acquaintances. Yeah. So the first two, we were like, okay, they needed money to sleep somewhere. Yeah. But this one, we're like, hmm, what happened here? I mean, she might just enjoy it. Yeah. So her timeline is, is kind of interesting. Um, the first of these individuals is described as a short man with a dark mustache wearing a morning suit and bowler hat with whom she was seen at approximately 11 p.m. Fun outfit. Yeah. I take him to a party. They all have really, they all have very like zazzy descriptions so far. Yeah. All the men that are seen with these women. Um, a second eyewitness account by a laborer called William Marshall places her in the company of a man wearing a peaked cap. Black mm. coat and dark trousers. I don't know why, but I don't trust William Marshall basically basically on the name, and I also don't trust this description. Well, but continue. I have no grounds for this. Apparently so. this was in like a similar location, but 45 minutes later, so like quarter midnight. Uh-huh. Um, Stride had stood with this, in quotes, decently dressed individual, and the two had repeatedly kissed before the man said to her, you would say anything but your prayers. Iconic. Yeah. I love that. The little quotes in this tale are... Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So she'd say anything but her prayers. So then, she is scamming the church. The real crime maybe, here. Oh my god, imagine if it actually was like someone from the Swedish church. Yeah. Imagine that. Or she, she could have just been like her. filling him in on her scam or something. Yeah, who, who knows? knows? Um, then at 12.35, so nearly an hour later, a police officer saw her with a man wearing a hard felt hat Ooh. Um, standing opposite the International Working Men's Educational Club. Which is, this is an important location. Okay. I'll just call it the club. The club. It's a socialist and predominantly Jewish social club. Which again, that's the same kind of like anti-Semitism link as Leather Apron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This man was carrying a package that was about 18 inches long. (laughs) The policeman was like, pretty knifey. Nothing to see here and like continued on his rounds. It's pretty knifey if you ask me. (laughs) Yeah. Then sometime in the next 10 minutes, a dock worker saw a woman he believed to be her standing with her back against a wall at the corner of the street, speaking to a man, um, this man in a long black coat of average height, and he thought he heard her say, no, not tonight, some other night. You know what's just kind of fun mm-hmm. about 1880s London? Yeah. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's like that small town. I feel like if I, like if you did that anywhere else, if I was in London now and I stood on a street corner, a random street corner, yeah. so many people could pass me and not know who I am. Yeah. Got an anonymity there. Yeah, but it's, it's just 
just like, I feel like it's what the North is now, but just in London. What you assume the North is now, yeah. I, I, everyone, like everyone. I imagine it to be like Perth. <laughs> everyone in the UK is always like, London is just so cold. They won't have like a full conversation with me on the tube. I don't want to have a conversation with you on the tube. No, I don't want to. And no. then everyone in the North is like, I sit on a bus and everyone speaks to me. I and I'm that like, sounds horrible. that's yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I imagine it's what the North is like now. It yeah. was London in 1988. Continue. I also feel like also 1888. These women <laughs> were nineties in sex work in this very small area plus yeah. all these people were moving through boarding houses so they probably like would see each other oh yeah maybe like you just like bump into each other but also like you never know how these men knew who she was yeah you know mm. um so we have sightings of her at like 11 45 12 35 and sometime just before maybe 12 45 mm-hmm. by um, the way how do they all know how do they all know the time do they have watches do yes, watches they just have then? watches okay. and also the way one of them knew in one of the cases was like there were chimes from like a church clock okay yeah so I just feel like they are quite ways. specific with their time so I wouldn't really do, I, I want to know that these gentlemen have watches yeah okay. I assume that like these these were verified to some extent and when they're not sure they're like between 1235 and 1245 okay I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them it yeah so the last sighting 1245 yes alive and well what time do you think that her body was discovered? 12.46. Imagine. Um, <laughs> By the same guy. <laughs> the 60-second murder. Um, oh, I, Manny, I don't like a guessing game. Just tell me. 1 a.m. <gasps> wow. 15 yes. minutes. Yes. That's insane. And that's not just, like, for the killing. That's for, like, killing done. Kill and get out. And he's get out. out. Skadoodle. Yeah. Shit. So, she was discovered at 1 a.m. by a steward from the club. Okay. So it was just, he came just outside out. and there's a, just a fucking body right oh outside the club. So she's lying on her left side across the passage outside this club. Uh, her face when looking bitches towards the away, wall. Am I right? Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally the steward opens the door and he's like, move, bitch. <laughs> anyway, she's facing the wall and um, apparently her face mm-hmm. uh, appeared quite placid. But I didn't get to do her murder scream. Oh, you didn't do the last one either. I did. You'll, okay. you'll see it in the edit. What's her murder scream? Huh? huh? What? Honestly, probably, yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> unless she was just saying, no, not tonight, some other night, and then... She can, I think she's still taken a little by surprise. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, quite placid face, which is kind of haunting. Mm. Uh, at this scene, there's blood pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So the first two, there wasn't that much, but this one, they're like, it's running down into gutters and drains. I guess it's going to be rushed. He's in a new location. Mm. And apparently there was about one lub of clotted blood near the body. How do you know there's a fucking pound? How do you measure a pound of clotted? Like, did they just estimate? I just really didn't. Because what I'm imagining is it turning into like a gelatin. And I know that's not, I know it wouldn't that's rise up into a clump. It's not like flubber. But, yeah, apparently there was a pound of clotted blood near the body and mm. everywhere else. Um, blood was still flowing from a single knife wound inflicted to her neck. Mm-hmm. And although her hands were cold to the touch, again, they're all thinking of exes when they've been killed, um, other sections of her body were either slightly or quite warm. Yeah. So this is... But we know it's recent. It's 15 Because the time frame... And, like, the most bonkers shit is that she was found at 1 a.m. Yeah. And several men had left that club... Between 12.30 and 12.50. Yeah. And all of them were like, they saw nothing amiss. And they could not have missed this body if it had been there. So, like, there is a 10-minute window. Yeah. And, like, they clearly have, like, cleared the men that they didn't do it. So yeah. So there's 10 minutes. And by the time they find this body, he is out of there. 
bonkers. Yeah. I reckon he's in the club. I reckon he did the quick murder and then mm-hmm. kept strolling in. He's definitely not, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay, but he never definitely, mind. He definitely isn't. Sorry. However, that would be a good one. Thanks, Maddie. But I would see it more for the other murders, because the last couple, it's like, he could have gone away with, like, no blood on him. Yeah. Because clearly he's like, ugh, ink on my hands. Like, he doesn't like to be messy. Yeah. This one, there probably would be some blood on him. I mean, maybe he just wore gloves and then he just take, took them off and popped them in his pocket. Yeah, just he, another gentleman. he wore gloves and was like, bitch, if you had these, I wouldn't have ripped you. Yeah, because yeah. now you've got chilly hands. Yeah, and you don't look like a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's crazy. The, the, the speed of these is what makes me be like, what? Yeah. Um, and the fact no one ever hears anything. Yeah. I think that's why he slits the throat first, though, so it's like, you're out. Like, yeah, that's no a fast one. Yeah. So her throat was cut deeply, but very little other ripping was done in this yeah, case. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, you got 10 mins, mate. Yeah, there was just bruising and minor abrasion. So it's widely believed and accepted that in this case, the ripper was either, like, actually interrupted mm-hmm. or was just so aware that, like, someone could come out of a minute. To do this yeah. So that is just a poor choice of location on his part. Yeah. Um, she and Annie Chapman had both been wearing, this is a weird detail, um, neckerchiefs when found. So they like had their uh-huh. throat slit, but they were wearing neckerchiefs. Um, and I saw someone suggest that maybe the Ripper would like pull them backwards by these neckerchiefs. Mm. Um, I also learned I cannot spell neckerchiefs. Neckerchiefs. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I think that's like a weird quick thing, but like I'd assume it was probably just the fashion. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably just the fashion. Yeah. Like, and I feel it's like, like someone being like right now, like, oh, they were wearing like a, a dress above the knee. Yeah. It's like, Cool. I think it was just like the Separate accessory one. du jour. Yeah. Um, and also, when I imagine yanking someone backwards by a neckerchief, I don't think it'd be that it's effective. It's a sound. Like, there's a sound and it's not effective. It's like, ugh! Yeah. And like, the, you just stumble. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not on board with that. Neither. But like, the whole neckerchief thing, it's a kind of a gross image with the slashing. Mm. Maybe it could be like in that ghost story where like you pull the ribbon off the ghost girl and her head, head falls, falls off. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the witnesses in this case. A man named Israel Schwartz told investigators he'd seen her being attacked outside Dudfield's yard at approximately 12.45 a.m. by a man with dark hair, a small brown mustache, approximately 5 foot 5. Okay. Um, and that's tall for then, 5 foot 5. I think it's probably average. No. Um, Remember Long Liz? She was 5 foot 2 and she was called Long Liz because she was so that's fucking That's this one. Tall. That's your fun fact about this one. Oh, it is? Oh, I forgot. Elizabeth, I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. She was called Long Liz. Because she was so tall. How tall was she? Five foot two. Yeah, weird times. Malnutrition does crazy things. Yeah. Um, so, he, but he says he saw her being attacked. Like, did you not go get someone? Like, he's not even just, I saw her having a conversation. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not that surprised. We know what bros and their culture are like. That's like, true. they don't speak up. They don't get it. They, and that is an issue. If you're a man watching, it's not just good enough to not be Jack the Ripper. You've also got to kind of step in when you see Jack the Ripper killing a sex worker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also, there was a sighting of her, remember, by that other guy between 1235 and 1245, where she was just like, not tonight. Yeah. You know? So what seems like maybe it happened is like that happened and then he started attacking her. Yeah. And this man saw the Ripper. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, apparently the man attempted to pull the woman onto the street before turning her around and shoving her to the ground. Mm-hmm. She was found on the ground. Uh, so... <laughs> well, you she was going to be found standing up? There are ways. Okay. Her, please. <laughs> At approximately the same time, Stride or a woman matching her description was seen rejecting the advances 
of a stoutish man, slightly taller than her. So he was a towering 5'3", probably, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in the adjacent street. But a note in the margin of the note of the files on this points out that there was sufficient time for her to have met another man between her death and the latest sightings of her. So they're going one step further. They're like, yeah. well, she was seen by someone with a man 15 minutes before we found her dead body. Um, there's definitely time she it couldn't, maybe it's not this man. Yeah. I'm like, who are you protecting? That you yeah. put that in the notes in the home office. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like that's the sort of grounds where people start to be like, it was Queen Victoria's grandson. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think she, I think it probably was that man. Yeah. Unless it was literally just like a random passerby. Yeah. Which doesn't seem to be the MO. Um, and again, Mrs. Fanny Mortimer, <laughs> who lived two doors away from the club, had stood in Burner Street to listen to the communal singing at about the time Stride had been murdered. So he's just outside listening to drunk people singing, which, again, I'm so glad I live now. Yes, Mrs. Fanny Mortimer was standing outside listening to drunken singing, um, and she had not seen anyone entering the yard or heard anything amiss. Okay. So again, like, what the fuck? Mm. What? So that's that's the first one of the double event. Now, this is going to be an interesting one to mark, because finesse... Nah. Like, not that... It's like, you technically got out, but I don't think he did what he wanted to do. No. So, like... I think the finesse, but he did, however, that time frame in that public place. Real public, yeah. I think we give him, like, a six, because it's clearly not what he wanted to achieve. Yeah. No, actually, no, no. We can give him an eight for finesse, because he, got out. he did get out, and it was in a very public place. Like, it was an impressive finessing. Yeah. And then he's But just, he also loses the point... So because he was seen and yeah yeah so just an eight maybe yeah yeah um gruesomeness of this one love it's this i'd say the same as the first one yeah so a four like it was bloody Did they didn't even stab the vagina but it was bloodier there was blood everywhere. but like if you're not gonna stab another part i think he probably did i, I think, think he probably did a, I think a stab a of something else. i think a three give me one second just to check if there was another area stabbed or something because mm-hmm. he did do some stuff there was a lot of just like it was kind of like been fucked with like there was mud on the head and it was like matted in the hair and stuff oh well you got some mud on you I've had okay a- she had her throat fully slashed and for me gruesome isn't necessarily like i've done it all and i've had mud in my hair you're yeah but camp. was it was it matted with your own blood no but i wasn't dead exactly <laughs> That's exactly. I just the feel point. like this gets like a, a three at best. I think that there was so much like coagulated blood everywhere. Yeah, and that's a bit gross. And but... her her face looked weirdly peaceful. Like that's like oh, like she's got a slit open fucking neck, and she's like looks peaceful as just lying there in like it, there's blood like dripping down into the gutters, going into the drain. That's it's kind like... of cool. Okay, so fine. I think she can have a four because it went into the gutter. Yeah, the, it's the blood that brings. If it, it up hadn't to the hit the gutter, I wouldn't get her a four. Yeah, because it, it really, there was nothing else to it, but there was a lot of blood. Yeah. And I think when you see that scene, you're like, what? And like, yeah. her, just the neck is enough for me, honestly. Um, well, you clearly scary as you wouldn't make it far in the 1888s. Okay. <laughs> but keep in mind, we have two murders left. They're both pretty gruesome. And I know. so far we've given two of these four. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm saving it up for the big boys. Okay. okay. Immediate impact of this one. I think this is quite high. Like you do? Why? Because they, it's in the middle oh, of yeah, fucking true. everywhere. Like ghost She's murder. got her throat true. slit out. True. And then they barely have time to even process this has happened before there's another one. That's true. So, like, the double event, huge. But this murder especially, they're like, and he's been quiet for a little while at this point. 
Yeah. At this point, he's been quiet of weeks. for for three weeks. Yeah. And Dear Boss has just come out. Oh, okay. So now they all know the word, like, Jack. The okay, Ripper. Impact, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, because, like, there isn't even enough time for it to really sink in before the yeah. next one. Yeah. Location, location, location. Uh, uh, this is a, an eight or a nine if I've seen one. ever. Yes. The location is likely the reason he didn't get to rip. So yeah. he actually fucked up on this location. It's either like incredibly impressive or a fail. I think we'll go for the impressive angle because the fact that he did it that fast and, okay. and did it there, like... Like an eight. Yeah. Eight. I'm, eight. I'm happy with an eight. Yeah, it's an eight. It's def- yeah, it's a solid eight, I reckon. Yeah. Because he managed to pull it off. How, how proud would he be of it? Not, not at all. No, he's pissed. He, he, he immediately went and found another one. Yeah. Like, so this I, one, he's like... I'd say one or two. I'd give it a three because he still got the job done and he didn't get caught. But he's like clearly like, fuck this. This is not what I intended. I think that's bare minimum. I think it's two. It's, he did the bare minimum. He slashed a throw. However, and he, he is ultimately proud of the double event. I can spoil Yeah, it. but not from this one. I think, the, I think the second part of the double event is what's going to really... That's going to get some really big points. However, just keep in mind, he literally, in the space of like... 10 minutes mm. outside a club where people were leaving mm-hmm. got this done got out got far enough away from the perimeter everyone is looking for jack the ripper at this point yeah they all know the name i just i don't i'm thinking i like, don't think it's a i think we can be impressed but i think that he wasn't and that's why he goes for the second one he didn't get to do any ripping i don't he's think jack that the I, ripper. Don't, I don't think that he's not proud of it I don't think think he'd be like this is my crown and glory but Mm. the the way I see it a one or a two a one is the victim got away okay fair and a two is like you start to do it and you have to have a struggle with them okay fair he did the clean kill he just didn't have time to rip and it was still in an impressive and was this for sure him yeah absolutely because then he went he goes off and does it again and again it's the same MO yeah um and I, I would believe that maybe this one wasn't him had there not been the second one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, as this is a double event, the first body was discovered at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. The second body is discovered at 1.45 a.m. in Mitre Square. And so, this How far body... Is that? I'll get I'll get to that. Okay, it's, okay. it's close enough that we know for sure, like, it's possible this yeah. is the same person. Could he, like, walk? Does he get on a bar or spike? The second body was found... 45 minutes later mm-hmm. in Mitre Square, which according to Google Maps is roughly 15 minutes walk away from the first body. Okay. Um, however, I'd imagine he was probably going a little speedy. Yeah. I don't think he would have been running because he seems like he does have chill and you would have noticed. Yeah, you noticed this but guy running from one murdered body to the next. He'd have a speed walk. Yes. And like two people that I saw on a Ripper forum said they timed it at 12 minutes for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon he could have got there in like in, in under 10 minutes. Yeah, a clean 10. So it's like a 10 minute walk away, which gives him a... T- Time to spare. Yes. Yeah. Abs- like, time Ample. to spare. Ample. And that is evident when the body is discovered of Catherine Eddowes. <gasps> Catherine Eddowes was 46, and as Fiona has written here, uh, she had an honestly normal life with a husband. Yeah. Whose initials she tattooed on her arm. She did. Which, that's risque. Yeah. Mm. In blue ink. However, this normal life mm, didn't go to plan, because they moved <laughs> to London, and... She turned to drink. Yes. So they moved to London, the whole family, and she just developed a real problem with alcoholism and ended up leaving her family in 1880. Yeah. 
Um, and pretty much immediately after this, she started living with a new guy called James Kelly. Um, and they would live in common lodging together in just a really dodgy area. Which, like, what a twist. I mean, like, you have a normal life with, like, you have two kids, a loving husband, mm-hmm. like, actually live in houses. And you move to London with your family. Yeah, and then you just, like, leave them and live in common lodging. With a random man. With a new guy. Very quickly. Yeah. And, like, I know we've been saying that this, like, Whitechapel in this time was rough. Yeah. This is, like, the rough part of 1880s Whitechapel. Yeah. Um, so she... That's on gentrification. It's quite a nice area now. Yeah. So <laughs> she took to sex work to pay for her accommodation. Apparently her new boyfriend could not foot the bill, even for the shittiest area. Yeah. What? Um, maybe they had like a room to themselves though. They did, I think. Yeah. Anyway, when she couldn't afford um, to pay for her accommodation, she would sleep on the street. Yeah. So presumably this new relationship wasn't particularly stable. Yeah. I also found out that they had a thing which was like in between the street and common lodging, Mm -hmm. where it was just like this front room of this one house. Maybe they all got on the ropes there, Mm -hmm. but she would also go there, which was like really rough sleeping, but like technically you have a roof over you. Yeah. It was just like you sleep here with whoever on the floor, Yeah, but you're inside. God, I thought I was doing it rough in hostels when I went on my gap year. It is crazy that, like, these lodging houses weren't just, like, absolutely murder central. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were, but, like, you'd think that, like, anyone can get in there. You know, as long as they have 4D. Yeah. Uh, But, on the night of her murder, she was found drunk and taken into custody... Uh, by the police. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't even meant to be out on the street this night. She was walking around drunk. We don't know if yeah. she was out doing sex work, but she was just like... Yeah, she was drinking. They took her into custody, but then by 1 a.m. She sobered up. They were like, you're sober enough to leave. And by the way, she had to give her name and address, and she gave the name nothing, and she said she lives at 6 Fashion Street, which... <laughs> oh, <laughs> love that. that's iconic. I knew about nothing, but I didn't know about Fashion Six Street. Fashion Street. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like let myself believe that the, that fashion like truly did just mean fashion back then. Yeah, but it's just weird to me that I'm like if she was drunk enough to get arrested, you're literally telling me at one a.m. you're like okay, you go, you can go home. I mean, it's the eighteen eighties. Yeah, that's true. And there are a lot of modern day cases where the police are like, you're sober enough to leave, and they do like no due diligence, and then the woman just goes missing. Yeah, great. Um, but she was seen. Oh, oh, this is very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Fiona's written it down as, at 1am, because <laughs> I got Fiona to tell me up the little intro bit. Yeah. At 1am, she was deemed sober and allowed to walk home, but she never made it. Dot, 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 Yes, so many dots. So she was last seen alive. <laughs> well, I didn't know how to wrap up the sentence of, like, she was told to go home. You know dot, what happens dot, next? Dot, dot, yeah, she gets ripped. <laughs> yeah. Basically, she, le- she leaves the police station. Uh-huh. But she's seen going in, like, a completely different direction to where she lives. Yeah. So she was... I mean, do they know that or did they, were they just thinking she was going to Fashion Street? And then they're like, hun, well, Fashion Street's seen, that way. I don't know whether they were like, she's going the wrong way. But they were like, she was definitely going towards, like, Oldgate. And they were okay. like, that doesn't make sense. So she was seen alive at 1.35 a.m. by three witnesses mm-hmm. having started walking towards Oldgate. And again, how does everyone just know each other? 
If I walked from one end of London to the other, I'm not going to pass through people who can say, oh yeah, I saw her, I know her. Yeah, but I think, again, population density was less. And yeah. like, only one of these people needs to know her. Slash, if you saw this like drunk woman stumbling around. You'd be like, oh yeah, I saw that drunk woman. Yeah. Would I? I don't know. I mean, I mean statements are always a weird time because it's like, yeah. the human brain literally isn't capable yeah, of it can keeping... Be like, yeah, it can be tricked. ...to write info. Anyway. But... Apparently she was seen. Mm -hmm. And she was seen speaking to someone described as a fair mustached man wearing a navy jacket, peaked cloth cap, and red scarf. Again, the fucking outfits on these guys. There's so many snazzy outfits. And like weirdly, the fact that these outfits are like this is one of the things making me be like, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Because like most men in these times wouldn't be wearing that. But or they wouldn't be in white But chapel. maybe the ones that are wearing... I think maybe this is like where well-off men will go for sex workers maybe so i think i'm i think it could be different men I potentially i mean the actual descriptions are different but it just like the fact that all of them are wearing like some kind of snazzy hat and an accessory i think they're just all dressed like that and not in this area though like everyone who but sees going... them are like it was really weird to see this man yeah but if they're going there for sex workers like I feel like if they were doing that, they would dress down slightly so as to not stick out to the point where witnesses are like, I noticed because the man was dressed weird. True. Yeah. Anyway. As we were saying, though, with the eyewitness statements, and especially with this one, like, how would you know who she was and why would you note she was going to Oldgate? Yeah. Um, aside from the direction she was headed in, this sighting has been disputed. Mm -hmm. So we can't know if this was correct on the timeline. Yeah. But... Apparently, it has been confirmed by someone that she actually was headed in that okay. different direction. So at 1.45 a.m., literally 10 minutes after she was last claimed to have been seen, uh -huh. and less than an hour after she left the police station, yeah. her mutilated body was found in the southwest corner of Mitre Square. Damn. That's fast. I reckon he was close for that one, because get into the mutilation, but... Yeah. Well, he had to have been, because like he must have navigated his way from the first location to around Mitre Square. Yeah. And then, but that's interesting because the timeline, like we've been led to believe that he was putting in work with these women. So how did he yeah. choose them? I think he just went for who he found pretty, maybe. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. But like, you'd have to like see her and then you do the groundwork and then you rip. Like, it's so fast. It's so fast. I mean, not really. Like, you don't need that long. It's just small talk. I guess, You yeah. could just be like, hey, how's your night being? Oh, you're a beautiful girl. Can I give you some rip? Yeah. You know, like you just kind of, you just a little bit of small talk and yeah. then we're not talking like a, a night of one-on-one DNA. You're not doing the 36 questions that lead to love. No, no it's not a DNM evening. You're just a bit of small talk and then it's a just bit of ripping. time. Yeah. yeah. So she was found by a policeman who was on, on his beat. And this is another thing. Everyone always says that in order for the Ripper to have gotten from location A to location B, yeah. he would have had to bypass several police, including likely people who were already aware of the body to some extent. So it yeah. has to have been someone who like knew the local area to, like, yeah. to be able to get from A to B without arousing some sort of suspicion. And everyone knows each other, apparently. So yeah. like, and maybe, maybe it was the cops, ACAB. ACAB, which is the Ripper. It very much might have been the cops. Yeah. Um, but it was... The height of Ripper mania. Yeah. These are murders three and four. Dear Boss has just come out. People are looking for Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So you he must know the area. This yeah. guy is great at sneaking. He's a local. Mm-hmm. Or just someone who knows the area. I don't know who our suspects might be. Let's see. True. So <laughs> at 1.45 a.m., her mutilated body is discovered by PC Edward Watkins. And he said <laughs> that he had entered the square at 1.44 a.m., having previously been there 
15 minutes earlier. Yeah. So he's a speedy guy, mm-hmm. old Jack. Yeah. So neither this policeman or any of the other night watchmen in the area, and there were multiple, yeah, had seen or heard anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. And like there would these locations were close enough together that word would have reached them somehow about the first murder. Yeah. By the time the second one was found, it must sure. have. So yeah. nothing. And also in the, the but letter, you don't know that word would have got around because he's taking. 10 to 15 to get there. That's true. It so could no, have happened I, really fast. Yeah, so it's just like, is someone else speeding along the same path, sharing the news? Like, well, I did think that they had, um, as quickly as they could, which you never know how fast because they didn't have, like, walkie-talkies, um, they would have sent people out to start searching to try and find him. Yeah. But even if they didn't know about the first murder, they've just got a letter that says, like, I'm so excited my knife is, like, absolutely banging and I'm going to go yeah. start everything again. So they would have been looking out. Yeah. Like, you would be on high alert if mm. you were a watchman. Yeah. But nothing. They didn't see anything. Yeah. Which is even more bonkers when you think about the state of the body. Yeah. So everything he didn't have time to do to Elizabeth happens here. He went ham. Yeah. She was found on her back with her arms by her side and one leg slightly bent. The bonnet was at the back of her head and there was a great disfigurement of the face. Yeah. I think this is the first one where we see, like, the face. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, her throat was cut, obviously, because it's Jack the Ripper. Yep. And across below the throat was a neckerchief. I know. The Again, inter- I do just think they're in fashion. Yeah, I do. So I think maybe it was. It could have even been like a signal of like, if you're a sex worker, it's like some True. sort of like, you know, like you wear it to the side. People love that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and she was from Fashion Street, so she would. She on was top from Six Fashion trend. Street. She would know. Yeah. But this is the first one we see with, like, the face disfigurement, really. Yeah. Um, Neckerchief, again, like the second one, the intestines were drawn out to a large extent and placed over the right shoulder. This time, however, they were smeared over with some feculent matter, which I assume is poop. Yeah. Um, but again, wouldn't that just happen if you ruptured one of the intestines? I think so, yeah. There's just going to be some poop inside yeah, there. I don't think Jack the Ripper was necessarily, like, having a squat and then... <laughs> yeah, I don't think he took a shit. <laughs> yeah, but it was notable enough because they did bring this up multiple times in the coroner's report. Yeah. Um, and a piece of about two feet was detached from the body and placed between the body and the left arm, apparently mm. by design. So he, at this point... Bit of an artistry. He's, he knows what he's doing. The first, the second one, when he did the intestines first, he was yeah. like, hmm, let's he was play giving it a go. He's giving it a go. Whereas this one, he's like starting to like, he's taking his time, he's cutting things off and putting them places. I told you, it's like with Canva. The first one he did it, it just wasn't as good. And then the second time around, he's got the hang of it a bit more. And that's that on work experience, guys. <laughs> Um, the lobe and auricle of the right ear were cut through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, just cut her ear off. Yeah. Um, there was a quantity. But he of... said he would do that in the yes, letter. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. That's really important because he said he was gonna cut. Well, he said he'd lop both the ears off. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's an ear. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Apparently, yeah. he left it. <laughs> um, there was a quantity of clotted blood on the pavement on the left side of the neck. Um, just like a lot of blood, because again. Lots, lots of mutilation here. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I've just read a description of them describing that the blood went down the way the pavement sloped, which thank you very much, Victoria. Thank you for gravity. Yeah. (laughs) The body was quite warm. No death stiffening had taken place. So she must have been dead, most likely within the last half hour, which we already knew from, like, the timeline. Physically, (laughs) he'd be us in 2020, be like, it's fucking obvious, guys. (laughs) Come on. It was clearly Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) 
imagine if that was your suspect, I just like ruined it. No, mine is more evidence than that. Okay, great. Um, but the fact that the body was still warm, it's like, what the fuck? You were here 15 minutes ago. I know I'm saying this for every single one. It's just yeah. the speed. Because if you think about how much physical force, every time I watch a murder show, yeah. they're always like, it takes so much more effort to stab someone than you'd ever think. Like, yeah. the physical exertion of killing someone is enormous. So you're, like, saying he's, like, kind of ripped. Like, he's kind of, like... They don't call him that for nothing. <laughs> he, like, accidentally wrote an R instead of a D on yeah. his first letter. Jack the Ripped. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. Fuck, now they're calling fuck. me the Ripper. You're Holy the... fuck. You think I'm a doctor, not a sex bomb. <laughs> ha, ha. But... What was I going to say? Yeah, but like the physical exertion, he'd done it once already, and then like power walked like Kath and Kim yeah. up the fucking street, and then he does it again. Yeah. And I feel like the amount of effort it would take to like cut open and cut open. Like, literally, whenever I think about cutting meat, which has been a very long time for me because I'm vegan, it's hard. It's like, it's I, tough. Cutting chicken is tricky. Yeah. And so imagine a human. Bit, yeah. bit trickier, I would say. Yes. And he did say that his knife was, like, nice and sharp, but, like, still. Yeah. Like, the way a human body also, is built is to how, stay in place. How sharp can a knife be in the 1880s I'd as well? I'd say quite sharp. I don't think well, so. you know, they did have wars for a long time before we had, like... Yeah. That's why they just stab him so much, because his knives were so blunt. There were sharp things. Okay. There's something called the guillotine. Remember that? That cut heads right off. True. It was pretty yeah. swift. All right. Never mind. Retracted. <laughs> Like, they didn't have sharp knives back then. Sharp <laughs> knives are a recent invention. As if it hasn't been, like, fucking cavemen. Okay. I just love his, like, 18-inch flex. He's like, yeah. It's long. It's long. I'm Dan call me Jack the Ripped and hung for nothing. <laughs> so call me Big Dick Jack <laughs> for nothing. Something I did think it was interesting, though, is that... He has a massive Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd managed to take her intestines out, right? Yeah. But... There was no blood on the skin of the abdomen or, like, any secretion Ooh. on the thighs, which I assume means, like, any kind of fluids. Yeah. Um, so he wiped it up. So how did he... But they didn't say that it looked like it had been clean. So I think he really was just very intentional. Like, he was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like the nut bush, but just, like, rip and place. Yeah. And like, Me on my third round of Canva. Yeah. It's wild. Like, it must... I, I assume that the skin of the abdomen must have been, like... like moved yeah but he didn't get any mess on it apparently um no spurting of blood on the bricks or the pavement around so that means she definitely was dead by the time he started doing everything else yeah however you'd think there still would be some on the neck because she's the heart is still beating when the neck wound starts yeah but who knows um he's just a very clean guy no marks of blood below the middle of the body like okay so i'm just and there was no blood on the front of the clothes before we go any further I just want to say, right now, we're looking at a pretty fucking ripped guy, well-dressed, massive cock. Great collection of hats. And he's clean. Like, he likes to keep things tidy. Yeah. So, like, serial killing aside, like, (laughs) I'm doing, like, a little, like, little Jesse head behind the ear thing. I'm like, hmm, hey. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) People are like, ooh, fucking Ted Bundy. And we're like... Faceless massacre. <laughs> Jack the Ripper could be literally anyone. Picture him with a cape. Doesn't know how to spell. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, his letters are just a bit fun. He's a larrikin. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, mm. oh. I wonder if that's why. Because this case, more than almost anything else, actually, no, that's not true. The same thing with Yorkshire Ripper, who got taken out by COVID recently. Oh. Um, 
they really do focus on the murders, but you just don't hear much about the women. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe is that so we can preserve the fun so we don't feel bad about it? I think so, yeah. And also just because history is, you know... It's so long ago. Anyway. Uh, History is so long ago for you to come in with the hot takes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the cleanliness, though. Mm -hmm. It was said the death was immediate and the mutilations were inflicted after death. There would not be much blood on the murderer. Clean King. Which again, first one there can't have been. Because if he's walking around with blood all over him, people will be like, alright. Think about the stakes of hey, this one. Hey, sexy, tall, ripped man. Well, there was um, that one why is there some blood on you? 16. Remember when I was 16, I went to... Do I remember when you were 16? I've told this story, though. Okay. Um, I went to a house party, and mm. this guy was getting into a fight, and his friends had to bring him back into the kitchen, because he yeah. got punched in the face, and he had blood on his face, and he had really nice skin. Yeah. And he was, like, trying to get back to the fight, and I was like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys in so fights are kind of So maybe, like, some However, girls... Not when the, the fight is them against a defenseless woman. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not as cute. No. No. So we're not into the Ripper. It's just a comedy bit. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying, Mandy. I don't anyway. want to fuck the Jack the Ripper. This is what we get canceled for. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <sighs> oh. But if you think about it, this is the highest stakes one yet. Yeah. Everyone, before he's even done this murder, they know he's out. Everyone's looking Everyone's for the looking for super him. hung, ripped dude. Yeah, they're like, look for the shadow of a giant penis. We'll find him. <laughs> look for the glint of an enormous blunt knife. <laughs> you might think it's a spoon. It's definitely a knife. You just don't know how to sharpen that shit yet. Is that an 18-inch knife in your pants? Are you just happy to see me, Jack? Jack the Ripper invented a classic parlor game, knifey spoony. It's a great time. God. Okay, continue. But if he had any visible signs on him. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be fucked. Yeah. Mm. Stop. <laughs> We've started something horrible. Um, yeah. So to summarize the state of the body, lots of inside parts placed outside where they should not be. Yeah. Um, the completely missing pieces are thought to include uh, a kidney. That mm-hmm. will be important later. Okay. Uh, most of the womb and he stabbed her liver, which seems excessive. Mm-hmm. Like that seems petty. Yeah. But honestly, like I do feel like he's probably is a petty king. You know, he's just yeah. like stab, stab. Um, and as we talked about, one of her ears was found attached, as promised in the Dear Boss letter, which had not yet been made public. So I've actually been saying that they knew he was Jack the Ripper. They didn't know he was Jack the Ripper yet. Yeah. So the ear thing could be a quinky dink, but also... That's pretty 100% the letter's real. Yes. So this is where just random men start talking over each other, which has never stopped. always do. Yeah. So police surgeon Dr. Brown said, I believe the perpetrator of the act must have had considerable knowledge of the position of the organs in the abdominal cavity and the way of removing them. The parts removed would be of no use for any professional purpose. It required a great deal of knowledge to have removed the kidney and to know where it was placed. Such a knowledge might be possessed by one in the habit of cutting up animals. That's such a long way to say he played Operation as a kid. Like, get over it. Who didn't? Right? And this this weird one. He finishes by saying, I think the perpetrator of this act had sufficient time, dot, dot, dot. It would take at least five minutes. I believe it was the act of one person. Huge flex. You're like, it'd take at least five minutes for me to do this. Yeah, like, I could could knock it out in five. I feel like like if you timed me, it'd be like four. Like, I'm not going to try. But, like, I am a doctor. I am a doctor and I could do it. Then another doctor from the police 
disagreed with this assessment of the killer's skill level. Uh-huh. So he said, this is the thing. People disagree about this now. I'm like, they disagreed about this at the time. Like, yeah. We just don't know. That's why we're here to give you the authoritative take. Yeah. He said, in each case, the mutilation was inflicted by a person who had no scientific nor anatomical knowledge. In my opinion, he does not even possess the technical knowledge of a butcher or horse slaughterer or any person accustomed to cut up dead animals. Mm-hmm. That sounds bitter and jealous to me. It does sound a little bit. He's just like, I mean, I, I would, if I did it, you'd think I was at least a butcher. Yeah. And like, thinking about us, we had education. We have Google. Yeah. I still would not know like how to cut up a body and where things would be. I wouldn't, know. And this is someone who doesn't have Google. They've never seen an iPhone. Yeah. There has to be some level of knowledge there, whether it's like professional knowledge or just he's really read up on this shit. Yeah. There has to be some sort of knowledge there. Yeah, there's there's something, because otherwise how do you know where the intestines are? And even to the extent of like knowing that if you cut the throat first, you're not going to get blood everywhere. Like, yeah. there's some technical knowledge here. He's taken out a book at the library or two, I would say. Yeah. And then this other guy who was also present at the freaking... Um, autopsy was like yeah the killer lacks anatomical skill and did not seek particular organs I'm like he's gone for the same organs every time yeah he's gone for the the like reproductive Although, organs to be the fair, intestines he may not know he might just be maybe they're all in a similar spot and he kind of just stabs Moves like that one out of the way yeah or... he might just like mo- like stab and open up the bottom left yeah. of the abdomen and then he's like oh here they all are again I just you know? really feel like these guys are underestimating just how difficult it is to just basic open up a body yeah and get anything out yeah but maybe he's just he's going for the same spot every time Mm, so but it's just like i just i give the guy a little credit yeah yeah i don't think he needs to be a fucking surgeon but i think that he has some idea of what's happening or he would just be like you get it yeah i I agree maddie say no more um one little thing that i thought was gross is Mm -hmm. um a thimble was lying off the finger on the right side um, I'm assuming that a thimble was the same thing then. So like the little sewing thing, mm-hmm. was she walking around with a fucking thimble? Is that what fashion street people do? She's wearing Maybe a thimble. Is. Um, anyway, if that was Jack though, that's a weird calling card and I'm glad he didn't make it a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Apart from this being a double murder. Yes. And the worst mutilation yet. First time he's touched the face. Yeah. Really he's showing now that he does not give a shit about anyone mm-hmm. and he can get away with it. Yeah. Another difference made by this murder uh-huh. was that her body was found across the invisible line between like districts. So her body was technically found in the city of London. Uh-huh. So now there's another police force joining in on the oh. river case. Yeah. And sometimes that can mean like bad communication. Yeah. And it probably did because we don't know who he is. Yeah. But it also means like, okay, more, other, people. more people care. Yeah. Um, and at about 3 a.m. on the same day. Yeah. So like an hour and a half later. Yep. A blood-stained fragment of her apron, contaminated with fecal matter, again, back to the thing on the organs, yeah. was found lying in the passage of the doorway leading to some flats in Whitechapel. So this Ooh. is the first piece of like actual evidence they've found yeah. in the whole case. Yeah. Um, they couldn't do DNA analysis, so no. I think they're just assuming it's her apron, or I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, how many um, fecal and bloody apron pieces yeah. are there? Yeah. It's like a puzzle piece. You're like, oh, that fits right there. Yeah, and then above it on the wall was graffiti in chalk that is believed to have said the Jews spelt J-U-W-E-S are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. 
So the grammar is so poor here that no one quite knows which angle it's tra- like. Yeah. Are they saying like we you're not gonna blame us for shit or like the, they're bad or like yeah. It just really like no clearer. one quite knows. Yeah. And you'd think they'd be like, okay, let's save this though, just so we can be like, what well, what is this about? Maybe use it later. Yeah. But no. No. No, they didn't because the police commissioner thought it might incite like anti-Jewish riots. So as okay. soon as they found it, like fair motive. Yeah. Fair motive. Yeah. Yeah. There. yeah. But as soon as they found it, they washed it off. Uh-huh. So also Which any other evidence that would have been there has yeah. been washed off. Yeah, and you can't use it to see if the handwriting is the same on, like, the letters or anything. Yeah. That's a little annoying, but, like, glad that they were not letting anti-Semitism yeah. run rife in London. Well, they probably were, but, it, like, at least in this one In instance, this one they didn't. Good job, I guess. So, we've had the double event. Yes, let's read it. Finesse here. Yep. Honestly, I think a 10. 10. Yeah. The skill level at this point. Yeah. Gruesomeness. We have nine. to save the 10, so yeah. 9. Um, immediate impact, 10. 10. 10. People are like, this freaking guy is out. fast. Yep, speedy boy. Yeah. Location, location, location. I think it is kind of iconic that he did it on that little line on the little border mm-hmm. to be like, <laughs> where am I? And also that he just did like a couple minutes walk up the road yeah. where there are people patrolling. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine. I feel like I need something like the planetarium and the Griffith Observatory to be a ten. Yeah, I don't feel like anything in this case is a ten because a ten for me would be like the steps of St. Paul's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would he be proud of it? Oh yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. I think he's ten. I think considering it is the second one. I think he's a ten proud of this one because he did a second murder. He did it so artistically. He got out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, ten. And you'd be, like, so relieved that you didn't get interrupted like the first one. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely, there's no doubt in my mind this it is was him. the same person. Yeah. yeah. Now. It's Jack the Larrikin. The next day. Yeah. On October 1st, I believe, the Dear Boss letter was made public. So mm-hmm. then, they've had the double murder, then they release the letter. Yeah. And the name Jack the Ripper fucking takes off. Yeah. Um, side note, I did some tweets about this once. We just need, we need to stop giving murderers cool names. Yeah. Because if you're like Jack the Ripper, they're like, wow, I'm going to keep going. We're like the Zodiac I mean, killer. from what we're hearing, though, they could have gone for like Jack the well-hung fucking ripped murder boy. Like they could have given him a much cooler name. Stylish, clean, big dick Jack. <laughs> they also could have called him lame ass pussy boy woman hater. Like Adam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like we really, we give them names that are like, make you think of like a mysterious cool guy in a cape yeah and expect them to stop ripping yeah Mm. and on the same day the pen pal strikes again (gasps) this time with a communique known as the saucy jackie postcard stop Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so same deal as dear boss people like to be boring and say it isn't legit but we'll never know and every single documentary yeah says a different thing so we're saying it is um Forensic analysis suggests that the, these two were at least written by the same person. Mm-hmm. So Dear Boss and Saucy Jackie. Okay, cool. This one says, <clears throat> I was not codding, dear old boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jackie's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit, couldn't finish straight off. Had not time to get ears off for police. Thanks for keeping last letter back till I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. <sighs> I love how he just jumps right in. There's no yeah. dear boss. It's just saucy Jackie's work. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad to see that he hasn't had that whole, like, 
keeping the blood and the ginger ale and the pen issue. No, like, he's like, he's doesn't work out. as ink. Yeah, he's learned. He's a quick learner, this guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I think he has some anatomical knowledge, but it is from, like, just studying things rather than training. Yeah, because, again, he know didn't know about the blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking iconic. Now, this postcard, mm-hmm. there are, like, photos of it. Yeah. But it's missing. Like, no one knows where it is. It's disappeared from police files. And a few things have disappeared and, like, been found again. But, like, this is just gone. And I need to know who has this. Yeah. Because you know well, someone Maddie. has this fucking... Po- Don't. Imagine. I would love that. That would just be, like, the coolest <laughs> art ever. The Saucy Jackie postcard. You know someone has that. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, stop it. Imagine someone's just, like, chucked it out accidentally. This is where... I did some real, like, actual detective work. Okay. Because at this point, I was like, this letter is so fun, saucy Jackie. Anyone who's trying to tell me it isn't real, I'm angry. Yeah. So, one of the main arguments people use to be like, "Mm, maybe it wasn't him. Because, like, if this was written, say, like, before it hit the news, you're like, this is legit. Yeah. So, the argument is that it was postmarked the 1st of October. Yeah. And the bodies were found early morning, 30th of September. Yeah. So, it's feasible... That, like, someone in that full day, you're like, he's had a full day. It could be written by anyone. Yeah. So I was like, "Mm, I don't like that take. And I started doing some digging. (laughs) According to Google, October 1st, 1888 was a Monday, making the day the bodies were found a Sunday. Uh Uh-huh. As Uncle Vernon says, there Uh is no post on Sundays. So I wondered whether the postcard could have actually been dropped off on Sunday, the same day the murders took place, and just not postmarked till Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. After some intense Googling, I found an article that said, in Victorian London, though service wasn't 24-7 for the post, it was close to 12-6. I think we can assume that the seventh omitted day was not a working Thursday. Then I found even more specific info detailing the actual mail pickup times and confirming that Sundays were a no-go. No post on Sundays. So, assuming the Ripper dropped his postcard off in a pillar box... Rather than like going into the post office with your saucy Jack postcard, and being like yeah. here you go, <laughs> um, which I assume he wouldn't have been able to do that till Monday either. Yeah. But specifically, if he dropped it off in a box, the earliest it could have been collected from that box was likely around six thirty on Monday morning. Yeah. So according to my research, although it was postmarked October first, it could have been dropped off by the Ripper any time between eight p.m. on Saturday, September 29th, or considering the time of the murders, two a.m. the following morning. And 7.30 a.m. on Monday, October 1st. And it's also stated in the many articles on the Victorian Post Service that I read that due to the no post on Sundays, there's generally a much higher volume of mail to process and deliver on Mondays Mm. than any other day. So it's unlikely that the postcard would have been dropped off, collected and processed and delivered within a short space of time on a Monday. Um, like it would have been delivered much faster on any other day. How delivery. funny that it's a postcard though, because then whoever the mail worker is getting it, they just Could see read that. It. They yeah. read it and they're just like, oh, this is awkward. This okay. is really awkward. Okay, I'm just going to send it to the police district, but like, I feel weird that I've seen this. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you're getting it on Monday. If you get it early Monday, it probably was not dropped off on freaking Monday. Yeah. And it, li- it could have been anything. It still could have been him. Yeah, anything dropped off at any point over the weekend will be postmarked Monday. Yeah. So that doesn't mean it definitely was him. It doesn't mean it it definitely wasn't. But it does disprove the idea that it was conclusively posted a full day later. Uh Uh-huh. And I've written, this is not even a super important detail. It just makes me mad that people present so many opinions as facts when it comes to Jack the Ripper, especially when the things they're saying make things less fun. Fair. So 
if you hear someone using that argument, be like, actually, there was no post on Sundays in 1888. Yeah. So, <laughs> Now, a real treat for us. Okay. Instead of another murder right away, we've got another letter. Love that. Two weeks later, on the 16th of October, mm-hmm. we receive From Hell. This is a very famous letter, movies named after it, and instead of being sent to, like, the police or the, who already sent the other one to, the newspaper, mm-hmm. this was sent directly to the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee. Remember when yeah, I said yeah, that got, they, set they got set up? So he sent this directly to George Lusk. Yeah. Postmarked the day before, which, mm, what day of the week was that, guys? Does it fucking matter? Anyway, <laughs> this piece is now known as a From Hell letter and goes as follows. From Hell. Mr. Lusk, sore, which I assume is sir, but sore. Mm-hmm. I send you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it for you. Tell their piece, I fried and ate. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. All right, Leonardo, what's his name? The actor. Leonardo DiCaprio. That one, yeah. Why is that? Oh, catch me if you can. Okay. okay. Yeah. Jesus. I was like, Mr. Lusk? <laughs> this is my favorite fucking one of the bunch, simply because he's written, he spelled kidney without the Y on the end, and then written preserved. Yeah. So in one sentence, you got, I send you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it for you, tell their people. Like, <laughs> he sounds amazing. Like a pirate. <laughs> yeah. So this letter, as you may have guessed, came with a bonus gift. Half a preserved human kidney. Yummy. Thought by some to have originally belonged to Catherine Eddowes. Yeah. Key differences between this and the first two letters, aside from the kidney, are that handwriting analysis didn't match up, but I wrote a very angry letter to our loud neighbor once intentionally using not my actual handwriting. This is true. So it isn't far-fetched that a literal murderer would switch up their penmanship when writing a letter that's designed to fuck with people. I think so. Plus, yeah. like, my, my mood changes my handwriting so I can do I can do cursive. I can do non-cursive, print. Um, yeah, and the way they progress at this point is, like, they're just getting messier as he goes. And I'm like, no duh. Yeah. Um, he did not use the sassy nickname, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Catch Me When You Can, Mr. Lusk has, like, strong the saucy same, Jack energy. It's the same larrikin energy. Yeah, saucy Jackie and Mr. Lusk, like, yeah. 100%. Um, even if he didn't blatantly refer to himself as the Ripper... Like, it can still be on. him. Like, I'm Fiona. I'm Fee. You know. Yeah. Same thing. And people also say this was delivered to local vigilantes rather than, like, the news or the police. But I feel like he's ready for a personal touch. He like, knows he wants to fuck with this guy. Yeah. 100%. Um, the literacy rate is judged to be lower in this letter. But again, like, if I'd just done two fucking murders, I'd probably be a, a bit tired. Yeah. And if he didn't like George Lusk so much that he wanted to send this letter, like, he's not going to sit down and work on his calligraphy. He's going to be like, fuck you, George Lusk, like, while yeah. the kidney's cooking in the background. Yeah. Um, back to the kidney, because people are like, what, was it hers? Yeah. This is the huge question. Um, four iconic entities made their debut in 1986. Phantom of the Opera, The Oprah Winfrey Show, Mad Cow Disease, and the use of DNA testing in criminal cases. Mm-hmm. Just as the victims of Jack the Ripper would never hear the soaring melodies of Andrew Lloyd Webber, so too would they miss out on the benefits of DNA. The concept had been discovered during their lifetimes, but the most forensic analysis could tell about this kidney chunk was that it was human from the left side of the body. And depending on who you're listening to, um, it may have belonged to an alcoholic woman who died within the last three weeks, or someone suffering from Bright's disease. Mm-hmm. So... DNA testing, not, much. not helpful. 
Um, my own personal note on this letter. Yes. Is that the way he spelled preserved as preserved, yep. especially after kidney, made me think Irish. Fair. I was like, that's, uh, that's how an Irish person would write phonetically. Yeah. And it turns out that a woman who worked in a shop claimed to have had a strange encounter with a tall Irish man asking for the address of Mr. Lusk. So I honestly okay. feel like maybe the Ripper is guiding me from beyond the grave and we're going to crack this. Um, not to give too much away, mm-hmm. that helps my future case. That's good. Yeah. That's nice. And then after this one, again, still no murder. The last murders we had were on the 30th of, of September. And now we're up to October 29th. Yeah. We're getting real close to the end here. One month and five days after my birthday. That's right. That's how he was thinking. <laughs> That's what he was he thinking. He just had a spidey sense. Yeah. He's like, ooh. <laughs> so this letter yeah. is not one of the, the three big ones. Yeah. We've had the three main ones, but it is a fun one. And this was received by a doctor called Thomas Openshaw, who'd been in the news for like talking about the kidney chunk okay. and talking about the case. Yeah. And this letter reads... Kidney man. Yeah. Old boss, you was right. It was the left kidney. I was going to hoperate again close to your hospital, just as I was going to draw me knife along her bloomin' throat. Them cusses of copper spoilt the game, but I guess I will be on the job soon and will send you another bit of innards. Jack the Ripper. Oh, have you seen the devil with his microscope and scalpel a looking at a kidney with a slide cocked up? Yeah. That's the letter. Now I That's, do. You know not that one sounded believe, pretty Irish. <laughs> I do not believe for a second this was written by the same person as the others. Yeah. Like this, I've gone in on the person who wrote this letter. Fair. One moment. I do not personally believe this one was written by the same person as the others. Mm-hmm. The vibe is off. Whoever wrote this is a lot more desperate to seem edgy. Yeah. Dear boss was feeling confident and engaged. Saucy Jackie was riding high on a big weekend and dying to spill the beans. And from hell was just ready to fuck with an arc in his neighborhood. This was written by someone who thought whoever wrote the first three was super fucking cool and wanted so badly to also be cool, so they tried to write their own, and bless them, it does show. <laughs> Although the vibes do vary in the first three, they could be viewed as one person's descent into chaos as the murders progress, because the first one's longest and most eloquent, and they just get more and more like angry notes you'd leave around a share house as time goes by. Yeah. So they're more like sporadic and messy yeah, yeah. and I see casual. It. Because he's getting more familiar with the people. Yeah. And the people main... more familiar with him. That's right. And we still are. <laughs> Some of us are very familiar with him. Stop you know. it. <laughs> the main way I know this was written by someone else is that the spelling errors and little quirks in the first three letters bring me real joy. And these ones do not. With the exception of Hoperate. First ones are carefree colloquial self-expression. This one is just someone who genuinely does not know how to spell. And the voice I read it in is like a pirate, but not fun. Fair. Based purely on the vibes each letter conjures when I read it, I believe Dear Boss and Saucy Jack were the same person. From Hell could be the same guy, but either in a much worse mood or drunk or somewhat, like somehow altered. Yeah. And this one, not a chance in hell. Whoever Ooh. wrote this has never done a single rip. I picture them as more of a bare knuckle pummeler. Fair. Yeah. Thanks for analysis, Maddie. Yeah. And that brings us to the perfect place to stop. Little pause. Mm. Next episode, you're going to get the final murder. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to get a thesis from each of us on which random celebrity we know for sure I'm is Jack the Ripper. I feel like I really... Guys, if you've made it this far into this episode, please, I need you to come back next week because mine is just so good. 
Like, I'm so proud of it. Honestly, same. I feel like we both are coming at it from different angles, but they're going to be phenomenal. I have written evidence that my person did it. So check back next week for the murder of Mary Kelly and the reveal of Jacks the Rippers. Dun, dun, dun. Happy birthday to me. Also, check out our Instagram where I will put a graphic with my favorite parts from the letters. I'm going to sign off with a final scream. Ah! <gasps>